the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Hey, we're pumped to talk with Jeffrey A. Smith. He is uh, the director and uh, also some producing of a new movie that's coming out tomorrow. It's called Southern Gospel. Jeffrey, how are you? Awesome, man. How are you guys doing? Thank you, Rick and Dan, for having me on your show. Enjoyed chatting with you a little bit before we got started and uh, looking forward to talking with you guys. You know, we're just both in awe of your studio there and all the fun toys you've got there. Yes, I have. Uh, thank you. I've been, con- you know, collecting this stuff. I'm I'm 50 <laughs> and I was a I was a recording artist. I got my first record deal when I was 17 with Myrrh records uh yeah. made christian music and word records so i've, yeah, I've been yeah. a mu- music producer for years so this is kind of the world i'm probably most comfortable with awesome yeah and if you're watching facebook live or youtube live right behind him peering at jeffrey is actually Jimi hendrix amazing mm. it's it's uh i think he's the greatest guitar player of all time I, I, he's, a friend of mine painted a, a pretty famous painter friend of mine painted that for me i think for my 40th birthday so i just i just uh, use it when i'm recording guitar solos to remind myself of how a uh, human i am <laughs> <laughs> i'm not worthy <laughs> yes <laughs> well jeffrey uh, we want to talk about southern gospel it's a movie that's uh near and dear to your heart it, it's coming out tomorrow and i i noticed i uh googled it and uh, it's in theaters here i'm in loganville dan on the other side of atlanta so there's a uh, two or three or four theaters even around my area mm-hmm. that uh, are getting ready to uh, play it. That is tomorrow night. And uh, we hope that it continues to run and touch people and make a lot of money for you guys. But first, you said this is not your first rodeo. You've done other movies. You've done other work, musical work. As you said, you work for Murr and, and Word. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your your history. Yeah, I started out um, professionally. That would be my history, I guess. Uh, you know, my my this story is about my parents, Southern Gospel. So the the backstory of my life would be growing up on the road with my parents, who were traveling evangelists in churches for the first five years of my life. My dad was a pastor, went through lots of up and downs, and kind of. Uh, when I was 17, I had I had sung in church all that time. So I went directly into the music business, became a music producer, uh, wrote a lot of songs for other artists. And I think as a music producer, working with some of the great musicians that are out there, I sort of learned how to deal with highly talented, uh, just genius level artists. Mm-hmm. And as a producer, kind of take that talent and organize it in a way that ends up with a great final product, I think, which kind of gave me the fever to want to be a a film director, which, which in my opinion is very similar uh, Mm. just on a visual level. And you're going from, you know, 15 people on a project to like our project had 285 cast and crew uh, when we were filming it. So yeah, it's been a really fun journey. And a lot of my experience from music to me has in in, in the church world has translated well to, uh, to being able to, to, to direct films and try to tell stories this way. 
Uh, the movie's called uh, Southern Gospel, and it starts again in theaters tomorrow, officially Friday, but really tomorrow um, yeah. on Thursday. So tell us kind of the, the story about it and what folks can expect from the movie. Yeah, this is a story. Uh, you know, my dad is not famous, and my mom is not famous. They're they're they've made an incredible impact. But you know, the, the story that they went through. Uh, my dad was uh, a a really good kid. His his father was a pastor in a very small town in Alabama in the 1950s and 60s. And it's sort of a story of of a good boy that experiences some pushback and some problems from the church world. And a leader in the church did something uh, and blamed him for something that he had no control over. And it really devastated him after a really big tragedy where someone died. And my dad, as a, you know, in his late teens, got very bitter toward the church world. And he joined um, a, a rock and roll band and toured around and played with the animals, the Rolling Stones. And uh, his band was was uh, doing some really big things on the cusp of a big record deal when uh, a terrible crash happened and a tragedy happened and uh, lost some of his friends and uh, to, to suicide, to a drug over, OD, uh, to mm-hmm. a, a, a accident. And it just kind of brought him back to reality of realizing that the bitterness that he had uh, he was going to have to deal with that eventually. And, you know, so he became uh, the judge, uh, let him off uh, kind of miraculously. He was facing 25 years and said, you know, I'll let you off under the condition that you uh, tell people about the dangers of drugs and alcohol. And that turned into my dad and my mom sharing my dad's story and his testimony uh, in, in playing music and just places packed out for years. And it turned into a whole kind of life and ministry. So I wanted to tell that story kind of from a visceral gritty aspect uh mm-hmm. not not uh, not not something that you might predict uh there there's a lot of heavy kind of ideas in this film because my life was not a real g-rated life growing up and i experienced a lot of pain and failure and people hurting but still trying to follow after their calling so we wanted to do something a little bit different with our film and present a different uh, approach to uh that kind of story awesome yeah thank you for not being predictable because yeah. How many yeah. times have we been to movies and it's like, okay, been there, done that next. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, Jeff- I know what you mean. Yeah. Jeffrey Smith. Uh, we're talking about Southern gospel and theaters uh, tomorrow and uh, this, loosely about, I guess about, well, not loosely about your, your mom and dad. When yeah. you went to, to get with your dad, no doubt you'd heard many, many stories over the years. Did you sit down with him and find stories that maybe he hasn't shared or did anything surprise you or, or, and how did you, how did he have this all, uh, uh, chronicalized, uh, in, uh, written down somewhere? Uh, what, how did you get it out of it? That's a great, that's a great question, Rick. Uh, I think that, uh, it was interesting. It was a combination of things. I had heard all these stories over the years and my dad doesn't really consider himself to be, you know, remarkable enough to, for a film to be made about him. But <laughs> when you combine all these stories, uh, they are incredible. It wasn't until I heard about this tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had never talked about that publicly. And 15 years ago, he shared this part of the story that I had never even heard. Mm. And that was really the thing that made me say, gosh, that's the the, the plot point that, that's needed to push this story in a different direction. I, this should be a movie. And so once I decided to make a movie, yeah, I, I sat down and said, hey, tell me things that you've never told me before. And I think it's it's also interesting that, you know, he is my hero. So I think that the early iterations of uh, the script, uh, I, he probably was a little 
more angelic than he was in real life. And I, some people <laughs> did not like that, that read the script. They wanted him to be more flawed. So I went back to him. I said, hey, can we get a little grittier? He said, you're the one, you're the one that's trying to make me out to be a good guy. He said, I was, a, I was rough. So we, we kind of reapproached it and just told it more like it was. And I think it kind of landed where it is, which is a more realistic view of how tough it is to follow a dream. Jeffrey, talk about the cast that you had uh, get get together and and do this uh, movie. It looks like a, a great cast. Talk about how you put them together. I, I love our cast. We had a fantastic uh, casting directors. Uh, Sheila Jaffe, one of the legends of uh, Hollywood, was there. Uh, Mark Finn Cannon on the East Coast with a lot of great Southern actors. We've got Max Eric, a multi-Emmy uh, winner um, who has done some really great work. And uh, by the way, uh, our characters, Samuel and Julie, the leads, uh, this is a music bio and lots of there's 16 songs in the film. So they they had to be singers, hmm. uh, people that could uh, authentically perform these songs and sing these songs in the studio or live. So uh, Max is is a super talented guy, incredible voice, g- a great actor. And uh, uh, Caitlin Nacon uh, from The Walking Dead. Uh, she's mm-hmm. known for she's very loved on her as her character is Enid on The Walking Dead. She's also done some great film work as as of late. Uh, she's in the film uh, Jay Alphonse from P Valley, who is I, I think one of the greatest young actors in Hollywood right now. Uh, he plays the role of Barry and also uh, Emma Myers, who uh, came to really huge uh, kind of fame recently from her uh, role in Wednesday, the Netflix show Wednesday. And Emma yeah. was fantastic in this movie as Angie. We just got to work with some of the most incredible actors. And as I was saying before, kind of like with music, uh, I think my approach to filmmaking is you get these talented people and you you hope that they uh, feel and understand the script and you just kind of let them work. If there's a problem, you can kind of discuss that and say, let's re- reapproach it a different way. But I just tried to let these guys do what they're what they're really good at. Hmm. Jeffrey Smith talking about Southern Gospel. Jeffrey, when you guys sat down to to view the the final piece, everything was edited, music, et cetera. It was ready to go cast and crew sat down in a theater i'm assuming and yes. watched it uh anything surprise you reactions uh maybe personally or from other people you thought wow i didn't realize it would make that much impact that particular scene what did you see well rick where are you getting all these banger questions man these, these are these are uh these are solid uh solid interview questions here uh so so first of all we didn't get to have a cast uh premiere because we filmed this during covid our protocols during covid were insane we were like the only major film that was filming during that time Mm. uh, in in, in atlanta so never got that luxury we recently had a premiere where lots of cast got to come in i think in that moment sitting in a theater being able to sit back and hearing uh people laugh at things that maybe surprised me a little or weep and cry at things that i knew were emotional but saying wow this story connects people are are getting it and then you know there's a five minute standing ovation at the end of it and people just you know just saying how they've never seen anything quite like that before i i think rick to answer your question it was pretty uh, unbelievable my parents were there and i think that's the moment that i had dreamed about the most was being able to do something create a piece of art that touches people and inspires people and encourages them and and there's an authenticity and an honesty to that art that uh, you kind of felt like you reach a bit of a finish line with that. So that was a really uh, powerful moment for me. And your parents were there. And did you get the thumbs up from dad? Like, 
Oh my <laughs> gosh, they were right. <laughs> yeah, they were just they were overwhelmed. Uh, they 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 loved them. I mean, by the way, they came to the set when we were making it, and no one wanted to talk to me. Everyone's hanging out with my parents, like all the actors. It's like I'm like, where where are the actors? They're like, oh, they're over there with your parents uh, telling stories. I'm like, uh, mom, dad, go back to the hotel room for a second. I got to make a movie here. <laughs> That's awesome. Director Jeffrey A. Smith. The movie's called Southern Gospel in a theater near you. Really, it is. Uh, starts tomorrow. And uh, we just pray that this make a lot of money for these guys so they can continue. And uh, that it does have the impact that they really want uh, on so many folks that are going to view it. Uh, and, you know, you said earlier that you were 50. I promise you, this is not just uh, talk uh, uh, talk show host uh, shtick or uh, but yeah, I thought you were thirty something. Oh well, it's the hat. You look like you're thirty something. Thank you, thank you. It's the, it's the hat. We all, uh, all three of us, have got some uh, gray history oh, yeah. in our. Yeah, we, we're we're proud of this stuff, man. This is wisdom right here. It's yes, it's wisdom. It's wisdom. I got some wisdom under here that yeah. I can show you. There you go. Hey, we appreciate. Thank, thank you. That's that's kind of you. Yeah. Absolutely. Southerngospel.film is the place to go to find out more and hey, see the film. Uh, Jeffrey, we'd love to to catch up with you maybe in a month or two, and of course. Uh, just kind of say, "Hey, uh, what did you see? What did you hear? What were yes. people saying about the film?" And uh, no doubt, uh, afterward, there'll be a, it'll probably stream somewhere, and we'll let folks in on that as yeah, well. Awesome. It's awesome. called Southern Gospel, the movie. Check it out, southerngospel.film. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst, and I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is They Talk Live. Hey there, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. He's back, and we're happy about it. Michael Gimbola has a book out. We're going to talk about it, catch up with him, anxious about decisions, finding freedom in the peace of God. Michael, how are you? Doing great, thanks. Good to have you back, and uh, all the way from uh, Blue Ridge Christian Counseling. And tell us again where Blue Ridge, where you guys are located. We're in Southwest Virginia. Southwest Virginia, okay. I'll bet it's beautiful uh, up there. Are you getting spring at all? Uh, we, we we are. We sprung some time ago, so uh, we're going back. <laughs> yeah, to it's gorgeous, gorgeous up here in the mountains. Yeah, mm. awesome. Well, it's been a while since we've talked to you. I think we talked to you last year, somewhere around September, October, about the book. Anxious we about did. decisions. Uh, I do want to ask you a few fresh questions about the book, but first. What's been the response from from readers so far? Well, it's been really encouraging. We've I've heard about you know young adult groups reading it. I've heard about um, people with more kind of obsessive compulsive struggles reading it, finding it useful. Um, really, cro- kind of across the life stage. So it's it's been encouraging. I read a uh, read a stat the other day on the show. Dan, help me if you can remember the specifics because you know where where my brain goes. Mm. But it said the Gen Zers, mm. uh, a fresh report out of study that says that uh, they will not share their anxiety, depression, or mental disorders mm. with anybody. They just don't trust people, uh, mm. especially adults. Maybe some peers on a, a level. Uh, but I know this book help is for everybody, but you wrote this for young adults in mind, right? Young folk. Yeah, that's, that's the starting point because that's where often those big questions get asked of career and you know marriage, those kinds of things. 
but yeah, any, any stage of life, but especially that is often where you get stuck. Now, is it normal for, you know, not only that age, all of us really, is it normal for us to freeze up when it comes to a decision? I mean, even as, as simple as where are we going to go for dinner? Sometimes we freeze up <laughs> and go, oh, I don't know. Uh, is that, is that yeah. normal for us, our normal go-to? I think so. I mean, there's, there's a no, you might say there's a normal range struggle that, you know, anyone can benefit from learning to, you know, how do I, how do I live in this world, leave a footprint, um, trust the Lord with, with consequences. Um, there's also, you might say, uh, a, a range of struggle that's outside of the normal range that, you know, in, in this way, you could say it in a hopeful way, almost that, Hey, there's, there's, there's help for you available. Um, you don't have to struggle or suffer quite this bad. You don't have to deal with this level of impairment and loss of functioning. It is more life that you could be living. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that can I, can I do the both and that uh, there is, there's a way to normalize it and encourage people. They're not crazy, but also right. to say, Hey, there, there's room to grow. Right. Definitely. Michael Gambola, the book is called Anxious About Decisions, Finding Freedom in the Peace of God. I don't know if I should bring this up or not, but I get anxiety when I ask my wife, where do you want to eat? <laughs> and, and then she says, uh, well, wherever you want to. And of course, there's, if, if there's a Mrs. Gambola, you know the rest of the story, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, there's... There, <laughs> Yeah, the the second, the third half, third part of the book, the last part is the uh, you know small stuff. You know, how do you how do you walk through uh, getting stuck on small decisions that in the scheme of life aren't aren't that important, but can can actually ha- hang you up. Right. Uh, on a serious note, though, you do talk about shalom, the peace, the mm. peace of God. Kind of explain the the peace of God, your revelation, and what you found, your studies, mm-hmm. what you found about the shalom, and and how that can be an active part instead of anxiety right so the choice to talk about peace was on it was on purpose it was a lot of resources about decision anxiety talk about finding the will of god and that ends up being a question of a lot that raises a lot of anxiety for a lot of people uh and so uh, and that's a valuable question to ask but i I oriented the book toward the peace of god to say that you know when, when the lord enters um your life when he enters the redemptively into Israel's story. They, he, he is bringing his peace, his prosperity, his, his welfare, this, this uh, state of affairs is good for everyone. He is, um, he, he is, he's making this place good and settled, rightly ordered. And when he does that in our hearts, you know, he's, he's orienting us to a steadiness uh, that's, that can last even when life is not steady. And when life is uncertain, you trust him. You don't know his will in all the details. We know, yes, his will is to love your neighbor. Yes, his will is to follow him. But we don't know his will about where to go to dinner. <laughs> you don't know his will necessarily about what major college major to take. And, right, you know, right. uh, no, sometimes he, in his kindness, he makes it really clear. But other times he wants you to make that decision and trust him with the results. So being oriented to the peace means you're looking not so much for certainty, but, but a peace and a steadiness, trusting in him, that then that peace in your heart, you work in the world. So it's not just, can I get myself sorted, but you know, can I, can I be steady in the Lord and then bring that to, to my calling? Hmm. Michael, what, what do we do when we have someone in our life who shares our last name and is of the opposite gender? <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. Uh, who, who does tend to overthink and overtalk and overanalyze everything. And no matter how much 
one of us says, you know, just just trust in God and go in peace. You know, uh, right, they right. Still tend to struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you're 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 drawn on the kind of the stereotypical the, and the male female, which mm. you know, often in marriage counseling, I see it go the other way too. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but but I get I get what you're saying in marriage, right? There's there's a one is anxious and then one is trying to comfort and settle the anxious. Right. And you kind of you know, chase each other around. You right. can't, can't get to it. Right. 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 Yeah. So how do, how do we move on from there? Yes. <laughs> well, one of my, one of the things that I've found kind of surprisingly uh, helpful or encouraging is, is when I've been working with someone with just say it's even worse than a lot of what I talk about in the book, let's say it's, it's kind of full blown OCD mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're begging their spouse for certainty. Can I be sure that, you know, I'm not going to get sick from not washing my hands another time, or can I be sure that, and the spouse is trying to give that assurance and it's never good enough because you can't get certainty. Now that's true for the little stuff too, is that the the desire for certainty. So I say, you know, if you were to ask your spouse for something and, and something other than assurance, what could they give you? Because they, they, what if they said, I can't give you assurance right now because anxiety is, you know, pleading for that, reaching for that, right? Um, and you end up with some other kind of really sweet opportunities to serve. So, you know, I wish I could assure you that this bad thing's not going to happen. Um, but I, I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm here with you. I can, I can bear this burden with you. Um, mm. I, can, I can be here for you. Do you want to hug? Uh, there, there are a lot of things we can offer other than certainty. Um, yeah. Now you might have confidence that the bad thing's not going to happen, uh, but often the progress to get through anxiety is to be able to live in the world where these kinds of things happen mm-hmm. and somehow still be able to go forward. Good stuff. Michael Gambola. Uh, the book is called anxious about decisions, finding freedom and the peace of God. Now this is uh, in the Christian counselor series and it's been out since uh, last September so, uh, Michael, are you are you working on a follow up, or are you just kind of letting this sit there for a while and and uh, and uh, and mature? I've uh, been doing some work with a with a former colleague uh, in the direction of um, really difficult marriage situations where the question of uh, biblical grounds and divorce is, is mm-hmm. on the table. So that's that's something that I'm not going to rush. It's going to yeah. be careful and, and make sure that's done. Uh, done carefully so that that may not be uh right around the corner yeah a lot of a lot of prayer through that one for sure yeah yeah thank you yes definitely and uh so folks go to brccva.org and you can find information about the book any other resources or cool things they can find there on the website sure that's that's the organization that i work for where i serve as the director and um it's uh you know we, we offer consultations, we offer counseling, we offer training. There's a, a range of things you'll find on the website uh, that of what happens under the umbrella of our organization. Okay. Michael, thank you so much. We appreciate your hard work, and we look forward to uh, the next book uh, that you were just talking about. I, much needed. Yeah, uh, sadly. Dan, yes, Dan and I have uh, dealt with so many people in our lives over mm-hmm. the years, and it's just uh, mm-hmm. it's been a struggle. But thank you for doing that with your your coworker or your co-writer there, and let us know so we can get you back on the show. Michael Gambola, the uh, Anxious About Decisions book, Finding Freedom in the Peace of God, brccva.org, the website to go to. Let's take a break. We will be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk.
Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Hey, this gentleman is on fire, and uh, we're excited to talk to him. Barry McGuire, Ignite Your Life. He has a show that he does, and he has a new book out by the same name. It's called Ignite Your Life. Yes. Uh, with uh, def- Defeat, Fear, and Effortless Faith, Sharing the Gospel. Barry, Dan and I could just go for coffee and let you go because yeah. you're, ready, you're ready to roll. Tell us every, a little, real quick, tell us a little bit about yourself and about the book. Well, every day is an adventure. You know, um, I've, I, I have generations ahead of me that are prayed, and, and they do go down to, to the succeeding generations, to those who love God, who are those who respond. I have other people in my generation and my family that have not done that, but I have, and I, I really have no excuse for raise Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night in church. And got into my family business. Uh, I started working when I was in grade school, actually. My grandfather started our business in 1901. And uh, our, when I got out of college, our business was selling body shops, buffing cars. That's what I did when I got out of college. I buffed cars in, in the filthy, dirty body shops of those days. <laughs> and God inspired me to go retail with the products. And um, so I sold the family. It was not hard, long story, but I sold the family and going retail. And I got excited about that. But then I realized I... I don't have any idea how to do retail. I know how to buff a car. That's all I know. So <laughs> I relied on this scripture, the one that we, everybody, everybody listens to us knows. Proverbs 3, 5, trust the Lord with your whole heart mm. and don't depend on your understanding and always acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And I told God, this is so easy for me. I have no understanding. I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to depend on you. And it's it's all in this book, uh, Ignite Your Life, because I, I give it as really window dressing for scriptures. The, the book I brought out is the scriptures that have meant most uh, to forming my life. If you don't read anything else but the scriptures, it will change your life. It will ignite your life. Did you realize that sharing your faith is not an obligation? It's not a. It's not a treacherous. It's not getting persecuted. It's the. It's the most fun thing you do in your life. And I discovered this in the early seventies. Without going into great detail, we've been doing it ever since. John fifteen eleven says, "When you bear fruit, when you bear Christians, my joy will remain with you." And your joy will be full. And I got to tell you, I've got 50 years of experience just talking about how that works. <laughs> it is the most fun thing. You know, pastors, you are robbing your people of joy. You're robbing them of joy. You're robbing of a purpose in their lives. Trust, trust the Lord. It's easy to say trust, right? Oh, you're having a problem. Here. Well, just trust the Lord. Well, that sounds so righteous. But in our own strength, we can't. We trust, and then we don't trust. And James mm-hmm. 1 says, if you're wavering, don't expect to receive anything from me. So God's not even going to answer your prayers. You have to have wholehearted faith. How do you get there? The question is, how do you get there? Do you know how you get there? It's so simple. These are the most basic scriptures you know. I'm giving you scriptures that you already know. And it's one that's probably the least appreciated of all scriptures. It's that one in Romans 8, 28. You know that one where he says, I'll make everything work for good? And mm-hmm. you can sit there and say, well, he's not making it good for me. He must not mean anything to me. He must for somebody else. No, but you have to read the whole scripture. He says, "I God promises you. Everyone he watching us and listening to us right now, God has promised you. He'll make everything in your life work together for good. That's If you can receive that, that's the inner worry. 80% of Christians are living in fear right now. Mm-hmm. We can stop it with one scripture. 
God says to you, I'll make everything in your life work together for good if you do two things. We never hear this whole scripture. We just pray, we just pray the first words and it doesn't work. No, no. You have to do two things. One, love him. If you love me, and that's not just, I love you, man. It's like, God, I love you. I love you. You own me. And nothing separating us. I love you with my whole heart. First love, Christians. And then secondly, if you'll live your life for my purpose. Hmm. Well, his purpose is to seek and save the lost. Mm-hmm. No question about that. So if if we live our lives to seek and save the lost in our ministry, we say, move everybody, not one person a day or a week. That's ridiculous. Move everybody every day closer to Jesus. If you live that in your life, folks, if you start living that right now, from right now, starting right now, God promises you he'll make everything in your life work together for good. Hmm. And I have huge stories on that. I lost my 49-year-old daughter four years ago. I was in the hospital dying, (laughs) and I had no fear. I had joy. I had a joint venture partner take over my board when I was 65 years old, and he was throwing me out of my business the next morning. Seriously, Hmm. I was toast. I lost my 100-year-old family business. I lost my reputation, my testimony. And I said to God, I ask you for nothing that night before. I, I ask you for nothing <laughs> because, you know, I live for your purpose every day. And I know you honor your word. And so I'm good. And so I went to sleep that night. I slept soundly. I woke up refreshed. I went into my attorney's office the next morning where we were taking the conference call board meeting. And I went expecting Wondering how God is going to solve the problems. And within eight minutes, he turned everything upside down. By something he had done five years earlier. I could have, I could have worried all night, paced the floor, gone in sweating. Oh God, I need your help. I need your help. (laughs) Worrying is overrated. (laughs) 365 times the Bible. God says, fear not. So, I mean, there's, there's no excuses here. God wants to wants to make everything in life work together for you if you just simply share your faith. And so this book, Ignites Your Life, tells you forget about all the prep and all the all the classes and all the all the memorization and recitation and sweaty palms and scratchy throat and I go to get persecuted. That is that's the opposite. He says, don't prepare. Mark 13 11 says, don't prepare. Luke 12, 12 says, I'll give you the words. When you need them, and when you go, you get script these conversations. You never know where they can just love on people. You just don't even try to get them saved right then. Your focus is loving on people. Yeah. And yeah. when you love on them, they will immediately start opening up. They they want to tell their problems. Nobody cares. And all of a sudden there's a stranger, and the Holy Spirit confirms to them that your your, your love is real, and they open up and tell you things. It tells you their point of need. They tell you. They want to tell you. It's crazy. And then you just relax and listen to God. And all of a sudden, words are coming out of you. Scriptures you haven't thought of for for years. He brings to remembrance. And all of a sudden, you realize that God is speaking to this person. And their life being changed in front of you. I got to tell you, there is nothing in the human experience that rivals that. Mm. There's nothing. I'm convinced that he wants you to share your faith not to use you to get to somebody else. He wants to reach the lost, yes. But get this, in Isaiah 43.10, he gives us why. He gives us the why. Isaiah 43.10, look it up. I appoint you as my witness so that you will believe. Not hmm. that 
I would say to those who they believe. He says, I have put you as my witness so do you believe. If you're lost in fear, once you start allowing God to flow through you, experience his it's intimacy. I mean, I walk away regularly saying, God, I travel car wax and you just use me. What does that do to your faith? Hmm. Your faith explodes and your intimacy with God explodes. And, and you know, I often look up and see Jesus' face after an encounter. I do this regularly. I see him smiling at me. You know, we can grieve God, but we can also give God joy. Did you know that? That's good. Give God joy. And it's not our joy. It's his joy hmm. that gives us strength. When I look up and I see God, I see Jesus looking down and saying, really, way to go, Barry. <laughs> you, you pulled it off. I go, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People say, why are you 80 years old? Why are you always, why are you caring, always so happy? Because we're having these conversations on a regular, I mean, daily. We're always coming off one of those and heading to the next one. It's a zone you live in. Guess what? When he does that, when you do that, he makes everything work together for good. He takes a little bitty business. We were selling buffing cars. He makes it the number one selling car wax in America and in countries around the world because my wow. business is just my pulpit. It just gives me the, the, the opportunity, the territory, the influence. Hmm. To lead people to Jesus. And there's nothing more important. When we get to heaven, it's not going to matter how many bottles of car wax I sold. You know that. Right. Yeah. Right. The only thing that's going to matter is how many people are in heaven because of your influence. Hmm. That's good. Well, you can start right now. I mean, this is exciting. And I got to tell you, uh, if I, I I don't make any money off this book. But people say, Barry, your, your, life's, your life's ignited all the time. You're just, you're just doing... Uh, you're having so much fun. How do I get into the fun? And I just, the whole book is full of scriptures that confirm it. Again, if you just read the scriptures by the end of the, by the end of the book, you'll be excited to get out there and share your faith and experience it uh, for yourselves. Hmm. Yeah. Did that, did I answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That and that and many more ignite, uh, ignite America.com. The place to go to get the book, ignite your life. And uh, tune into uh, Barry's show yeah. that uh, you can hear igniteyourlife.tv. Barry, we got to take a break. You are such you are such a delight uh, and on fire, and we love it. We I got to get mm-hmm. one of those books. Oh, yeah, uh, go so, to Amazon.com is the best place to get it. Okay. There you go. Hey, we got to have you back too. We got to take a break. Though. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do and for ministering to so many people. Ignite. Uh, America.com. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.